Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Today marks the 291st anniversary of a great rescue. And it's a good reminder that what you know about Jesus in your Bible can be trusted. But hey, first, about that rescue. (laughs) Hey, hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Sunday Reflection, where we pause our Monday through Saturday, reading through the Bible in a year time together, to do a short reflection, and we'll get back to our trek through our Bible reading tomorrow. Now, if you happen to listen to these on the day that they're released, today is October 23rd, 2022. And 291 years ago today, the year was 1791. And October 23rd was a Saturday morning. Now here is the problem. Ashburnham House caught fire, and it was the temporary residence of one of Christianity's greatest treasures, Codex Alexandrinus. (laughs) Now I could tell you that a few years ago, I got to see this amazing book in the British Museum. And that would tell you that it's still around and that the rescue was successful. But the point ultimately is really about knowing that we can trust and know the real Jesus. After all, if we don't have accurate copies of testimonies of the people who were there, who knew him, who saw what they saw, well, what would we have? We would have a made-up Jesus. One of the beautiful things about the Bible is that the manuscript evidence surpasses any other writing of the ancient Near East by orders of magnitude, like thousands upon thousands of copies. We'll touch on that just in in a minute here. But in part, remember that as we've been reading through the book of Acts, that the Christians were scattered. Well, that was actually a big part of how we got to today. But let's talk about our rescue story. Codex Alexandrinus is one of only four first millennium copies of the whole Bible. And it actually included more. It included the Apocrypha. It even included some hymns and some letters by Clement of Rome. It was compiled in the, catch this, early 400s. And that's a big deal in any history, not just the history of bibliology. Now, its name comes from the fact that it was housed in Alexandria, Egypt, and it was there for more than 12 centuries when, in 1627, the patriarch of Alexandria, Cyril Lucar, presented it to England's King Charles I. And now, just as a historical marker, this is about 16 years after the King James Bible was published. But, back to our rescue and knowing Jesus. Now, King Charles put the book in his royal library at St. James Place. But St. James Place was the site of his beheading and the quartering of his troops for high treason during the Puritan Revolution. And the ensuing mess meant that his library ultimately ended up on the floor, like in heaps, subject to rain and dust and rats. Now, author and historian Robert Morgan captures it this way, quote, The monarchy was restored in 1660 under Charles II, but conditions at the Royal Library didn't improve. In 1693, Richard Bentley, a 
brilliant classical scholar temporarily took the Alexandrian manuscript to his own lodgings for safekeeping. In the early 1700s, the Royal Library was moved from to Cotton House, and the priceless Bible was kept in a narrow, damp room with only a small window at each end. Christopher Wren, you might know that name from history, Christopher Wren considered the building so ruinous that most of it should be demolished, quote-unquote, and the library, quote, purged from much useless trash. In 1730, the Royal Library was moved into Ashburnham House, which, on Saturday morning, October 23, 1731, caught fire. The alarm was given, and Arthur Onslow, Speaker of the House of Commons, came across from his nearby residence to direct the rescue. Many precious volumes were thrown from windows in an effort to save them, but the invaluable Codex Alexandrinus was treated with better care, an eyewitness told of the learned Dr. Bentley, quote-unquote, in a nightgown and great wig, fleeing the building with Codex Alexandrinus under his arm. Unquote. <laughs> now, my friends, all of that apparently drew attention to the plight of the Royal Library and the rest, as they say, is the history that is now securely displayed in the British Museum. But here's our little twist on the whole thing, and more just a reminder than a deep dive. You can trust your contemporary English translation of the Bible. I'm going to give you a very brief why, but then know why it's important to us. Because the way that historians know history is on our side. When it comes to knowing what did or didn't happen in the ancient Near East or the Roman Empire or whatever, when it comes to manuscripts, the issue of manuscripts generally comes down to A, how many copies of manuscripts you have, and B, how close they are to the original. For instance, Tacitus is considered the greatest of Roman historians, and we have fewer than 40 copies of his book, Annals. And they, the earliest dated copies of, of those copies is about 850 AD. Yet when it comes to just the New Testament, just the New Testament, we have about 24,000 manuscripts, and the earliest goes back to about 130 AD. So just from a secular historiographic perspective, we can trust the documents of the New Testament history way more than we can trust what we know about Roman history, at least from manuscript evidence. Now, to be fair, this is a simplification, but this is where it all lands for us. If you want to know Jesus, that's all a big deal when it comes to having first-hand eyewitness accounts of who he is and what he did and what he said. And without it, you have a made-up Jesus. My friends, a made-up Jesus doesn't have the power to save, the power to heal, the power to deliver ultimate justice as the ultimate authority in the cosmos. But the good news is that the real Jesus had a sinless life atoning death, bodily resurrection and ascension, and it's not just a story, it's actual history. Jesus himself said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And one tiny part of our ability to know that was rescued from a fire 291 years ago today. I love you, my friends. 
Amen. Amen.